Hey everybody, welcome to Bible study and it promises to be another amazing time with God in Bible study. So today we're going to be studying another awesome woman in the Bible. The Bible is full of so many of them. Get your Bible, get your pen, get your dictionary, get your concordance, grab your cup of coffee, your juice, whatever you drink, um, water, sit down in a comfortable place and let's go on this journey together. So who are we going to be looking at this week? I mean, are you guessing? You know, I told you that you should wait. Um, there's this woman in the Bible. She was the concubine of a king. She actually had two children for him and later was implied to have had an affair with his chief of staff of the military. Do you know her? If you know her, say her name. If Her name means hot coal. A hot stone. Do you know her now? You don't. <laughs> okay. What kind of woman dates and keeps the attention of kings? Well, let's talk about one or two features that we know women like that have. She must have been smart. She must have been beautiful, intelligent. I mean, it takes a lot to manage a king. If you think a uh, um, you know, this is a joke. Go back to my study on how to be the wife, my seven-part study series on how to be the wife of a great man. And then you realize it takes a lot to be the wife of a great man or, you know, to capture the attention of a great man. Do you know her now? Do you? Anyway, I'll stop it and tell you her name. Her name is Rispa. So let's go to the book of Kings in the times when we talked about battles and territories goliaths and giants join me on a journey to second samuel chapter 21 <clears throat> so it's the time of king david king david has been a king for a while and suddenly there is a famine in the land what does famine mean when i mean when you hear from famine what comes to you i think of unfruitfulness i think of extreme lack i think of you know a season of hardship and this season lasted for three years, three good years, year after year. In fact, the Bible had to emphasize year after year. And then the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 1, And David inquired of the Lord. And the first question that came to me, why did it take David three years to inquire of the Lord? Three good years. And wasn't he praying during those three years? Obviously, David was praying. So the next word that jumped out to me was inquired. So what does it mean to inquire? Inquires, in, to inquire, apologies, means to ask for information about something. So after three years of hardship, David finally, finally asks God, what is going on? And then I had a light bulb moment. Is it possible that that situation that you've been crying about, worrying about, maybe even declaring over, what you need to do is actually inquire? Is it possible that what you need to do is say, God, please, what is going on here? Why is this problem not changing? Despite the fact that I've been praying, am I on track? Is there something I'm missing? And if you think that this is unusual, you should go with me to Matthew chapter 17, verse 19. Open your Bible to seven. Open it, open it, open it. Don't just listen, open it. Because there, Jesus 
was asked by the disciples privately. I call that prayer. A private session with Jesus is obviously prayer. Why they could not cast out the epilepsy from the young man. So asking God why when you don't understand something is obviously nothing new. In fact, I think God welcomes us inquiring because he was so quick to answer David. And the answer God gave David shocked me. He said, it is because of Saul and his bloodthirsty house. I didn't even understand that because it's a different thing. And this we're still on verse 1. He says, it's different to say it is because of Saul. But he said Saul and his bloodthirsty house. So he was literally talking about the lineage of Saul. And he had identified them with a smear called bloodthirsty. He said, because he killed the Gibeonites. Now, who are the Gibeonites? You see, over 400 years before this time, 400 years old, 400, in Joshua chapter 9, another leader of the Israelites called Joshua made an agreement with the Gibeonites that he would let them live. Now, another thing that surprised me, if you are opening your Bible to 2 Samuel chapter 21 verse 2, is that Saul said, that he, the Bible says rather that Saul did this for the zeal of the children of Israel and Judah. The children of Israel and Judah are topology of the house of God. So he was on a mission. What does zeal mean? It means to have great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. He had an objective for the children of God. He had great energy about it. He was enthusiastic about it. He gave all his energy to it. He was doing this thing supposedly for God. And he breached a covenant. A over 400 years old covenant. And then in verse 3, David asks a shocking question. He says, what shall I do for you? And with what shall I make atonement, atonement, that you may bless the inheritance of the Lord. Implying that atonement and blessing go together. Implying that without atonement, you cannot walk in the blessing of the inheritance of the Lord. So what is an atonement? Atonement is the action of making amends for a wrongdoing. So David was saying, he was saying, how can we make amends for this wrongdoing so that we can walk? So that you can walk. So that we all can walk in the blessing of the inheritance of the Lord. And the Gibeonites asked, blood for blood. And of David agreed, blood for blood. This implies, therefore, that even though Saul was walking in the zeal of the house of the Lord, even though Saul was passionate about the things of God, he still breached a covenant. There were consequences for breaching that covenant. And those consequences God honored with hardship, consequences of hardship, consequences of scarcity, consequences of lack. And as I thought of this, I said, thank you, God. For scriptures like Romans chapter 3 verse 25 and Romans chapter 5 verse 11 and Romans chapter 5 verse 19 that speak about the atonement of Jesus Christ for me and for you. 
I remembered scriptures like Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, 15, that talks about the fact that Jesus has paid the price on the cross. And therefore, every ordinance or handwriting of requirement that is speaking against us has been wiped away. All our debts have been atoned for. Nobody can hold us to stop any believer or child of God from walking in the blessing. Now, another thing that was amazing to me was that somebody escaped from this and that person's name was Mephibosheth. And he escaped because there was a covenant between him, his father rather, and the king. Oh, isn't it awesome for you to be a child of God as a parent? And therefore, because you are walking in covenant with God, there are certain things that your children will never experience. Certain causes that have been removed just because of the covenant that you have with God. And into this scenario steps a woman called Rispa. Next week, we'll understand what makes Rispa an amazing woman in this scenario? Make sure you don't miss it. So what are the lessons we've learned today? Hmm. When things look stubborn and situations look as if they are sticky, it is very, very important to inquire of the Lord. Ask for information. Ask God why. Breaching of covenants come with consequences. That is the second point. But in Christ, all the consequences have been atoned for. And we are therefore free, according to Romans chapter 3, verse 25, Romans 5, 11, and Romans 5, 19. And in Colossians chapter 2, every ordinance and handwriting of requirements has been paid for. We are free. And having a relationship with the king of kings can exempt a whole family or a person from certain consequences. What is your relationship with the king of kings? Prayer point. Thank you, Lord, for atoning for me. I am most grateful, Lord Jesus. And Daddy, teach me how to make inquiries about stubborn situations. Show me the root of the stubborn matters that I have been praying about. Thank you, O oh Lord, for answering my prayers. How I love you. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Make sure you tune in next week to find out what makes Rispa so amazing in this situation. Don't miss it. It promises to be awesome. God bless you.